Welcome to the Driveway Beers Podcast with Mike and Alex. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy the show. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share on any platform that you're listening on. All right, welcome back to another show. We appreciate you coming back as always. Please like, subscribe, comment, and share. Um, also, please visit our sponsors, uh, Brian Schilling from Long and Foster Fine Homes in Annapolis, Maryland, 145 Main Street in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, phone number is 410-263-3400. You can find his information in the show notes below or go to our website and click on his uh, click on his logo and you can get all of his information there. Um, also want to thank Cheers and Spirits in the Arnold Station Plaza. As always, if you have any needs for wine, uh, wine, beer, or liquor, head on over to Cheers and Spirits. And if you don't know what you... If you don't know what you're looking for, they'll be happy to help you find something. All right. We got another government shutdown looming. Now, people are probably like, hey, it's been a while since we did that. Well, it's because the last time they did it, they did it on a two-year budget deal. So, at one point, we were doing budgets every year. And the federal government, they were at least two to three months late because they're supposed to have a budget by September, uh, by October 1st, I believe Mm -hmm. is the start of the new fiscal year for them. Yeah. And they're supposed to have a budget done uh, summer, late or early fall. They're supposed to have a budget, get it signed so it's in place by October 1. I'm trying to think. For the last probably 12 years... When they were going year to year, I don't remember there ever being an on-time budget. The last time I saw it was when they did the two-year budget, which was two years ago. So now we got a budget stalemate again. And, and they were combining the, the, the budget with uh, the debt ceiling increase, yep. which, to be honest, it's a complete farce. Like, we, we print all the money. Yeah. So we can pay the debt. <laughs> like why why is there a limit on it, right? It it's also something they never cared to bring down. Like the in order for us to bring down the total federal debt, we'd have to have a surplus in one of these years to pay it. Yeah, and I think the last time they had that was under Clinton. They, they did and it, it was actually a split Congress at the time. Yeah. It was uh, uh I believe House and Senate were Republican controlled. Yeah, Newt Gingrich was the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. and I forget who the Senate was. Was it Trent Lott or Trip something? Trip, uh, some weird name. Politicians always have names like Trip and Mick and all these, like... Mitt Romney. Yeah, yeah. Mitt. Like, like anyway. You sound like a douchebag. Right. Yeah. Right off the break. Yeah. Um, but they, they got a... Somehow they balanced the federal budget. I had a surplus for several years, and then the Bush tax cuts completely got rid of it. So... Yeah. Um, well, and most times, the budget is the budget. A lot of times, the money never gets spent, though. Mm-hmm. So you never really have that full deficit. It's always a budget deficit on paper. And they never said, oh, look, you know, we had this $3 trillion deficit, but oh, by the way, we didn't spend one and a half of it. Yeah. So we really only had a $1.5 trillion deficit. Now, it's still a deficit, but the other thing people don't realize is if we had balanced budget starting tomorrow... In 10 to 15 years, our national debt would be paid off mm-hmm. because the debt's funded by T-bills. You know, China owns most of them. They yeah. buy most of the T-bills. But basically, 
Um, all these countries that have cash through their pension systems or whatever, they need a safe place to put the money and earn some interest. So they buy T-bills and they buy, and they diversify them. They do two, five, 10, and I think 15 and 20 year bonds. And we get money from that. But they're for a distinct time frame. So we're paying the, the interest on those. And then it's just like a regular loan. When you get to the term limit, it's paid off. Now you've every every year though you're selling bonds, so you you have a rolling amount of bonds. But what I'm saying is, if for the next ten years they had a balanced budget mm-hmm. and and didn't spend over at all, our I think more than half of our federal debt would be paid. Yeah, so they could do it without current paying. It's not like you have to pay it all off immediately. You just continue making the debt payments. And actually what happens is as you're making those debt payments, the interest goes down as you're paying off more debt. It works just like a – think of your own credit cards. Yeah. As you pay off your credit card debt, you pay less and less interest on it. Mm-hmm. Well, this one, there's a scheduled payment plan. Yeah. But as you pay off the loan, so like you you do this for two years and the two-year T-bills are paid off. You're now, But now you're not reissuing anymore. And five years from that time, the five-year T-bills are paid off, but you haven't reissued anymore. Mm-hmm. So your total debt is actually coming down, and it's not like you had to do anything other than stick to a balanced budget. Yeah, It's not like you had to take all the – like when they say there's like uh, you know, $50 trillion national debt, it's not like you got to find $50 trillion tomorrow and pay it off. You just continue to make the debt payments. Right. And eventually it's gone. But I dig it. But anyway, so yeah, so the debt ceiling to me is kind of a stupid thing. It's made up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I want, I think I, I want to say for at least 10 to 12 years, I don't remember there a time being a time when there's been a full appropriated on time budget. I, I can't remember a time like, um, and especially since I've been paying attention mm. and they've been fighting over this. I think the first one I ever paid attention to was in the nineties because my dad worked for the federal government and. There's like, oh, we gotta get paid. Like, what's gonna happen? And you know, it really hits this area hard because there are so many federal employees in in this this area. But um, they eventually get their money. Well, they, yeah. so they passed the law. So before, yes, Congress would have to officially approve the back pay mm-hmm. for the time that nobody worked. Yeah. Which, if you were gonna do that, why don't you have people work? Yeah. And and then get the back pay. Anyway, at least you get to work for it. Now, will people work without getting paid? That's another story, but whatever. It was either last year or the year before they actually passed a law through House and Senate that said if there is a federal shutdown, federal workers will will automatically get paid for the time they didn't work. So now federal workers don't even have to worry. There's no worry anymore. Mm -hmm. The worry is... You know, and you figure it's, it doesn't start until about a month later, because you don't get paid until two, you don't get paid for the current period until two weeks from then. Right. So generally, by the time there's a shutdown, you still get your next two paychecks. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. So if the furloughs go for longer than thirty to thirty-five days, that's when federal workers start to be like, "Oh crap, my next paycheck's not coming. I got mortgages due." Yeah. Um. And that happened, I want to say, four or five years ago when it went into 
early February or March. And that's when they start out all that stupid sequestration crap, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it and, was a mess. And then they, that was one of the dumbest things I ever saw because it was like, then they had all these things and, and here are all these dopes. They went and it's because there's all kinds of things that they put in there that if like this doesn't happen, if they don't reduce this by X amount and that by X amount, then this other awful thing triggers. I bet when it happened, on both sides, they're all like, oh, what are we going to do? This is going to... Like, whoa, 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 dumbasses. You dopes went and acquired all the pieces for the time bomb, and then you assembled it, and then you hooked it up to the clock, and then you set the timer, and then you hit start, and now it's about to blow up, and you're all dancing around wondering what to do. Right. Like, you dumb fucks did this, you know? But here you are, like, acting like, like the victim... You know, oh, it's because the Democrats wanted it, the Republicans wanted it. Well, you dipshits, you all did it together. Right. Uh, and it just, it was laughable. And they're all, like, no, I, it, whoever's listened to this show long enough knows my feelings about these assholes. Right. You know, and um, I don't have a whole lot of love for any of them. But when they do dumb shit like that, you know, it's like, you know, the, the idiot that, like, sets his house on fire. Like, oh, my house is on fire. Because you set it on fire. Right. You lit, the, you lit the match and put it in your bushes. Yeah. Of course your house is on fire. Right. Moron. Like, now I'm supposed to feel bad for you. Right. And it's like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Well, you could have started by not setting the fire. <laughs> right. How about that? Yeah. It's, it's like my kid, you know, she gets, you know, she's getting yelled at because she ate too many cookies. And then, and then she's got the nerve, like, when we get mad at her and yell at her, she's got the nerve to throw a temper tantrum back at us. Yeah. Like, no, no. You don't, you don't have a right to be upset. You ate the cookie. Right, like you don't, can't get mad at me for getting mad at you. Right. For something that you did. Right. You fucked up. <laughs> you can't then get mad at me. It's like, a, it's like a weird, twisted girlfriend relationship. Yeah. It's like, no, no, wait a minute. It's because they're terrorists. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I, I don't understand. Well, I, I do understand. You, you, and it comes down to the need to be heard and seen by these people. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine two years where we just didn't hear anything? Negative, like imagine they just did their job, yeah, right. They passed some common sense legislation. They passed the budget on time because let's face facts, it's not like the budget's going to be any different three months from now, right? What's the difference going to be? A hundred grand, mm-hmm. or a hundred million of of a three trillion dollar budget, right? But and here's the thing, the the sacred cows never get touched, which are, you know, defense, yeah, of course, and that's the big one, and I'll throw in. Medicaid and Medicare in there too. But yep. and let's face it, like, defense isn't, oh, the Republicans want defense. And every. No, they all want it. They all want it because they're, they're all, all getting paid money. off by them. Yeah. So I think it's so funny how these, how, how the Democrats who are getting the same exact. These contractors are paying for, are c- contributing to both campaigns equally. It yeah. doesn't matter. So they're going to go and say, Oh well, because the Republicans are warmongers, and want to, but actually, are they now? Because it seems like y'all are all the ones that are wanting to freaking <laughs> pound yeah. the war drum and saber rattle with two nuclear powers. But anyway, yeah. we're, you dropping, guys, we're dropping more bombs now than we did with the last guy. Yeah. So, yeah. but they all love like they make sure they're going to stay in business. I mean, we've been dropping bombs on people since since the Korean War, um, somewhere somehow. It's because it's not only and it's not only campaign contributions. It's the dividends they're getting because they own the stocks in these companies. Yeah. I mean, for anyone that wants to go look, go look at the Raytheon dividend. 
Go look at the Northrop Grumman dividend, the Lockheed Martin dividend. They all pay dividends. Yeah. Like uh, quarterly dividends. And they're generally in the 3 to 5% range. Yeah. So you're getting 3 to 5% per year on your money plus whatever the appreciation is on the stock. Mm-hmm. And Which, as long as you're dropping bombs on people, <sighs> business is good. Like, that's stupid. Like, to me, the F-35 is a technological marvel of a plane and completely fucking useless. Yeah. We didn't need it. The F-18 knocks anything out of the sky. Oh, and by the way, you want you want to take a guess at how many fighter jets have been shot down by another fighter jet in the last 10 years? Oh, it's I think it's zero. Zero. Yeah. It's zero. Yeah. Because no one's getting in dogfights. No, no. No one's coming up. And here's the thing, like, if you were to have, say you did have a shooting war between Russia and the United States, there would be air-to-air engagements. Um, would there be, though? Because the Russians don't have the air, they don't have... No, they, they'd, bring, the, they'd put some stuff up, and it would probably get knocked down. Damn. It, would get, it would get knocked down. So you'd have to go look, to, look to the uh, Iraq, I call it Iraq 1. Sure, yeah. So the Iraqi Air Force came up. And there were air-to-air engagements, and it was a massacre. The American aircraft that were shot down were shot down by surface-air missiles. That's how they went, and ground fire. Well, it wasn't... Re- do you remember the first thing we did, though? We took out all their communications and satellites, yeah. so they couldn't see us coming anyway. Yeah. So they are just going up to go up, and then it turns out that, you know, there wasn't a whole lot. They had no command and control or guidance, which now that's where the strengths lie. Now, of course, a you know trained pilot and all that stuff and superior aircraft all f- factor in, but you know um, it, it's pretty quick. So I'm pretty sure if the if the, there was a shooting war between the U.S. and the and the Russians, the the Red Air Force would come up, and I'm pretty confident they'd get knocked down pretty quick. There wouldn't be. Much oh, and then another interesting thing I heard is that it hasn't been since the Korean War since an American soldier or marine was killed on the ground by an enemy aircraft. Right. The Korean War. So nineteen fifty one, fifty two was the last time an American so that's how dominant we've been. The the North Viet in the Vietnam War, they never tried to use it. Like it was it was it was suicide mission. Um well, and it's because of the strategy they use, though. First thing is you go and take out communications. Mm-hmm. Second thing is you go take out the airfields. Third, any any plane you've got out in the open, kiss it goodbye. Yeah. And, and the thing, they're able to do it, though, because, and it's because of the stealth technology. I'll give them that. But it's also because nowadays we, we got drones that fly so high, radar can't see them anyway. Mm-hmm. And you can literally just, you don't, and they're drones, they're manned by someone in a room somewhere. They're not even manned by a pilot. Halfway around the world, so they just, they're just dropping bombs from way so far up high. Nobody knows they're there. Mm-hmm. So, if we have that capability, why do we need an F thirty five at a billion dollars a piece? Yeah, I, 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 that, that's what I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And never mind the fact they're literally they just budgeted for two hundred of them. Then. I don't think Russia has 200 fighter jets. We're going to get 200 of these brand new Gen 6 when we still have, what, 
couple thousand F-18s. Oh, and the Super Hornet. And, and the F-16 and the F-15 are all. The th- and the 35 is the cheaper. Uh, I think they're 80 million a pop. Mm-hmm. Okay. The F-22 is the expensive one, oh. which they're no longer making. Now, it's an awesome airplane. Because they're going 6th gen, though. They're going with the next one. Yeah. The next version. Yeah. So, like, the. And they say, oh, well, the Russians, you have to stay one step ahead of them and are supposed enemies. Are we already see, like the thing three is, steps These boomers have been fighting the Cold War. The Cold War never ended for them. Yeah. And I think I've said this before where, you know, when, when the Soviet Union fell, they still treated them like the Russians, like, oh, they're, but they're still the evil empire. Um, which what should have happened is, no, let's start investing money and building economies and bringing these people into the fold. So now we have another place to sell stupid crap to or to ship all our jobs to. Um, so that's what, but no, they kept treating like, and that's how Putin, you know, comes to power. And, but because you still have this old, this neocon boomer mentality of they're the enemy. And if you look all through government and Trump did it too, who he put his, his UN uh, secretary, Michael Bolton. One of the biggest war hawks there there is. That was after Nikki Haley, though. Yeah, but and she's another neocon war hawk too. Yeah, um, because they know where their bread's buttered. They're not dumb, you know. They all they're all insider trading. They're all crooks. Well, and we talked about this before. I mean, eventually, nobody's going to fight back. Eventually, they're like, okay, you got it. And they're like, no, no, oh no, we have to have an enemy because if you don't have an enemy, you can't keep making ships. That's why there's going to be aliens, yeah, right? Well, that, well that's, that was the thing. Like we and we talked about this. At some point, they're going, they're going to go into space, and they're going to create an enemy. Yeah, and they're going to make it. Like I said, I mean, you go to Disney right now, and some of those laser light shows. I mean, it can look pretty realistic. I mean, don't get me wrong; it's probably in like Gen Two. Mm-hmm. Imagine if they get to Gen Four, or they already have it. Yeah, and they can make it look super real up in the sky. People are like, oh no, like the panic or whatever. Well, look at the thing they do with the stupid drones, right? The little, the little tiny freaking drones they fly and they they're all coordinated and they're turning into all kinds of stuff. A oh, Starlink, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Now imagine that with lasers and all kinds of other stuff, and you know, so it's to me it's not a stretch. And like I heard it on. Uh, Something I was watching where where this one dude thinks that it's actually going to be like he wouldn't put it past him to actually um, destroy a small city or something to say that you know, the aliens did it. Like I don't know Maui, um, <laughs> like oh we don't know what is what caused it, but you know we're pretty you know we're, oh it's aliens now we have to spend money on alien defense oh let's spend all our money in the defense budget balloons to whatever and we, we just happen to have space force already yeah. The dumbest fucking name for an agency, and it's still so dumb because they used they're using Air Force ranks when they should be using Navy ranks. Did you ever see that that show? It was called Space Force, and it was Steve Carell. No, they were basically making fun of it. (laughs) It's like everything that you could think of to make fun of, they made fun of it. (laughs) I was like, oh wow, they actually did this. Um, But so yeah, we're going. We got this this debt ceiling fight, the budget fight again. And the, and the weird thing is, is that when if you pay attention to politics, they really hype this shit up and they point the fingers at each other. Mm-hmm. Like people actually give a shit. And it's like, maybe we're kind of insulated because we live around here 
it's like once you've seen the movie five times, yeah, you know how this is going to play out, mm-hmm. and I, I, I can almost guarantee it. And there's always varying degrees of it, but the worst case scenario is we go through February, and they make some deal for the budget. The budget gets passed, and everything goes along. There might be a furlough here and there. There might be a continuing resolution here or there. Yeah, they'll kick the can down the road. Yeah. Although, I, I mean, so apparently, so we're 10 days away. This is uh, September 21st. The 31st is 10 days, or the 30th is 10 days away, whatever. And, of course, they're hyping up the furlough trains and all this other stuff. Oh, the Republicans can't get together. Kevin McCarthy's a dope. Uh, Kevin McCarthy can't get his own caucus in line. That dude almost didn't become speaker. There's yeah. no getting them in line. And this is the difference, the biggest difference between Democrats and Republicans. And this is why you don't really see this when Democrats have the House, is that Democrats fall in line. And we've kind of talked about this. Republic, I guess the, the, there was a study that said Republicans get their, their news, not congressional Republicans, Republicans in general. Republicans and independents get their news from three or more sources. Mm-hmm. So basically, they hear something and they fact check it, right? Mm-hmm. Democrats get their news from one source and believe it. Yeah. Well, now you've you, you've got a party where they voted for the status quo, and that's Democrats. They have their Democrats, and yeah, some might be a little more progressive. Some might be a little bit more. I, I won't even say centrist anymore because there is no centrist in the Democrat Party. Blue dogs are gone. Yeah. It used to be called the Blue Dog Caucus. Mm-hmm. Um. I'll, I'll pull out a Heath Schuler reference for those that want one because he he when uh, Heath Schuler uh, first uh, overall draft pick for the the Washington Redskins back then it was the Redskins and, and was awful got ran out became a congressman from North Carolina and was a Blue Dog Democrat uh, very similar like a Joe Manchin right mm-hmm. um, but Joe's the last one anyway they all kind of get in line right. When they, call, when they call the caucus together. And, and a lot of that had to do with Nancy Pelosi because Nancy was such a, a force as far as fundraising goes. And she was like, look, if you don't fall in line, I'm going to primary you and I'm going to get you out. Yeah. And she would. That was the threat. And she she made promises that she kept. Mm-hmm. The Republicans, on the other hand, <clears throat> they actually get primaried by the people. Yeah. Like, they'll, like, there's this group and I don't know if it, I don't even think it's organized, but basically someone further right than them will primary them, or someone left of them. Basically, if you don't if you don't do stuff for the people, you're going to get primaried, and you may lose. Like there's an actual threat of losing. Oh yeah. And but then those people go to Congress, and they're like, "Well, I've got to do what I said I'm going to do." And so my thing is, Republicans are harder to get in line, and right now he's got a wing of that party. That is not getting in line. Yeah. They didn't want him to be speaker, and they're certainly not going to go for any compromises that he wants as far as the budget goes. So, yes, we might have a little bit, you know, stretched out furlough for federal employees or whatever is going to happen. The thing with uh, furloughing employees is when you do it over the holidays, they tend not to like it. Yeah. And it's like, I feel like the next election for any Republican ticket. As long as you don't put up Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. <laughs> even, not even from Pennsylvania. Right. Uh, <clears throat> as long as you don't put up dope candidates, yeah. you got a really good shot at winning. Yeah. Because people are really fed up with Democrats right now. Like, 
they they've taken on a couple of topics that nobody's on board with mm-hmm. other than like 2% of their party. Yeah. And they haven't reined it in. I thought so I thought some of this stuff would get reined in. As soon as as soon as it showed it wasn't popular cuz I mean, politicians are prom queens. They want to oh, yeah. be loved. They want to be liked. They do what is popular. Yeah. And when they found out that this wasn't popular, I'm surprised they didn't pivot to a, on a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, like the CRT stuff is not popular. Yeah. And, and they try to explain it away by saying, oh, it's not happening. Oh, it's not happening. Well, school boards have it on their websites. Yeah. Like, like touting that they're doing this. Mm-hmm. So they can't say they're not doing it. The only thing they have to say is, well, it's not happening where you live. Yeah. And, and they can only say that about certain places. And there are, They've been very strategic of where they put it. And then you've got the Antifa stuff, mm-hmm. which when people see it, they're like, oh, crap, this is real. Um, the drag shows around kids, the the whole calling parents at school board meetings, domestic terrorists yeah. by the, and and, the and, worst part. like how, And then they wrote it down right. and sent it in a memo. Well, like, so Randy Weingarten. Yeah. From the second <clears throat> biggest teachers union, yeah. wrote the memo, gave it to Merrick Garland, and then he sent it to the White House. Yeah, it's like, dude, no, you can't do that. <laughs> You're literally calling voters, <clears throat> middle of the like independent voters who win elections. Let's just call it what it is: thirty-six percent vote Democrat, thirty-two percent <clears throat> vote Republican. The rest it's vote. <clears throat> Either way, yeah. it's just like baseball. You're going to win 50, you're going to lose 50. It, with it, It's what you do with the other 62 that counts. Correct. And the independents and, and the, your your you know moderate Republicans, Democrats, all, all these little freaking um, groups and stuff they've come up with, those are the ones who, those, th- those are the 62 games. Yeah. So your diehards, you know, 50-50, they're going to always vote for you. It doesn't matter. You could go and kick him in the teeth and they'll, they're still going to vote Democrat or they're still going to vote Republican. But it's that other 62. And it turns out that those other 62 don't like any of this stuff either. Right. And I've always been a live and let live guy and I and I still am. But there are certain things I don't want my kids around. You know, there are certain things that not only does, it just, it doesn't, it's not appropriate things to be having, having at a school. Um, and some of this stuff just isn't real or doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You know, and... You can't go and say there's still a, people that value the definitions of words and what they mean, Correct. and you know um, aren't willing to to you know if like if there's a if there's if I had a you know not even had a friend but a random transgender person who goes and says hey I'm a woman and okay I'm gonna call you by your name whatever pronoun I, I'm not gonna be a mean person. But to go and say that that person is the same as my wife is not true. It's not accurate, you know, because it's just it. You can't. It's it's too big of a bridge of a gap. And you now that does not by any means say that I, you know, say, you know that I'm for discriminating against those people or you know any sort of uh, violence or threat or whatever against them. No, let them live their lives, and I'm gonna su- support. Hey, you know what? You want to be called her? That's fine. That's that's how you live. That's how you're comfortable. Great, but you don't say that you're the same thing as my wife. And then and then they go and say, oh well, you know, <clears throat> that's not a mother. That's a birthing person. Eh. Mm-hmm. You know, um, 
the non-birthing parent. Okay, come on. Now you're getting just, you know, in cuckoo land. But they double down on it. <clears throat> right. So if someone like me is like, then yeah, you go a little bit too far. Well, then maybe they should like pump the brakes. And not that I'm the bellwether of what should be happening, but I kind of fall right in the middle in that demographic. That, you know, if you look at my history, I've gone both ways with voting. So I'm kind of the guy you should probably be looking at. And they don't. They double down on it. Right. And then say that I'm a, you know, phobic or is whatever is yeah for saying that well, no I don't want my wife referred to as a birthing person because that's bullshit or or that uh, biological males should be competing with females in sports yeah like that's one less than one percent of the population cares about that yeah or, or, and even less of that one percent of the population thinks that they should be playing in women's sports mm-hmm like, not that I know a whole bunch of trans people, but the ones that I I do interact with think it's complete bullshit. <laughs> like, oh no, I, oh, hell, and never mind. The, and and the the gays and lesbians don't want to be lumped in with that group either. No, but, yeah. So like, you're losing like all of your stronghold voters who you think you had. And I'm not even going to say, I don't think gays and lesbians vote Democrat straight across the board. You, you've had the log cabin Republicans for you know, it's, years. It's funny. There's one of the people who I know, uh, he's a gay dude, and he's a diehard Republican. Yeah. So to go and assume, and that's an, I think that's another thing, is the Democrats have been taking these voting groups for granted for so long. Another group is black men. Every single year, black men are shifting more and more towards Trump, and every single indictment that comes out. I mean, I'll watch the videos. They're like, man, they going after him. Like they go after us. And mm-hmm. it's like, Hmm, y'all might want to tread carefully. He, you know, think about it. He's going to be the dude. Trump's going to be the guy who gets 25% of black men to vote for him. Yeah. He got 20% last time. The polls now show 25%. That's unheard of. Now the overall black vote though, I think they say, if he gets the old, so black men and women, if he gets them to vote, if he only gets 15% of them, mm-hmm. Democrats can't win. They don't have the numbers yeah. to win. So you can't even, you can't even fake a win right. at that point because your numbers aren't there. Like at that point, your, your math is going to look real fucked up to the point where someone's going to notice it. Mm-hmm. But if you, if, it's like you're alienating too many groups of people. You know, white suburban women, you went after their, you, you kind of went after their schools and their kids. Now, some of them didn't realize in the beginning, but some of them did. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, you don't have to lose all of them. You just got to lose some in each group. Yeah. And now all of a sudden your math doesn't add up anymore. Now, that being said, I'm not saying you're going to lose Democrat votes. You still might get that same 36%. But those moderates and, and independents that aren't affiliated with the par- with the party, mm-hmm. you're losing a lot of them now. Like, it, you, if you were Democrats, if you just didn't do anything, you could have run this next election on Roe v. Wade. Yeah. And you would have won hands down. 
because that's one of the single biggest voting issues. Oh, that's there are a lot of single issue voters on that. Um, that one, I think it's probably bigger than guns. Yeah, you know, because that's another single issue. But in in the weird, but you, well, and that was another thing. That New Mexico governor with oh. the, with the gun thing, like you like it's almost it's like it's almost impossible for them just to shut the fuck up. Yeah. You you the Supreme Court handed you an election and you fucked that up by doing all this other shit that no like, that less than 1%. I'm going to say less than half of 1% gave a shit about. Yeah. Now look, kudos to them because some someone has someone over a barrel. Maybe literally, but <laughs> maybe not. Um but Someone somewhere has got um, has some influence. I'm just going to say it that way. Yeah, and and of course, then it also came out because everyone was wondering why are the why are these companies doing this? Like, why are companies going along with some of this stuff? And then if and then if there was word got out that some of the big investment firms. So, for example, CalPERS and the New York State Pension System, they use BlackRock. Mm-hmm. And BlackRock and Vanguard are the two biggest uh, holding companies. Basically, they, they buy stock in other, company, yeah. in other companies. They have, I want to say it's, I want to say three to four trillion in assets. Mm-hmm. Like, they have more money than countries, right? Mm-hmm. And they buy and sell stock using something called the ESG score. Oh, yeah. Equity, social, and... Environmental, social, and governance. Environmental, social, governance. Yeah. And so basically, they're saying, you need to push this agenda and we'll buy your stock. Yeah. Now, for CEOs, they might not believe in any of this stuff, but they want the stock price to go up so so they get more bonuses and pay. Yeah. So they implement it. Or they at least say they do, right? Mm-hmm. And they get rated, and they get a score. Yeah. And if their score is over a certain level, BlackRock and Vanguard will buy more of your stock. And BlackRock and Vanguard have essentially unlimited funds because they're getting money every single month as part of your retirement contributions. Yeah. And it's not just... It, it, think about it. The police pension funds, the teachers' pension funds, mm-hmm. all of these places where people are... Th- these pension funds are just flush with cash. Oh yeah. And that's why that's why Jimmy Hoffa his ties to the mob and all that was because he just had all this cash he could had access to. Yep. So they were able to implement this ESG score. Well then they got found out. And I th- the CEO from BlackRock recently said they were going to take a step back mm-hmm. from the ESG score. Yeah. And he was kind of like, I guess he was, it sounded like he was shocked that there was such an uproar over it. Well, I think because these people think that they live in this vacuum where they just hang out with the same and the same. So like the CEO of BlackRock hangs out with other CEOs and other people that went to Harvard or Yale or wherever the hell he went to school. And they all, when they're young, they all went to the same bars. They all bang the same girls. They all married essentially cookie cutter versions of the wife that they have they all have the house in the hamptons they all have the apartment in the city they all do the same shit so 
in their world, everyone thinks this is a great idea. But when it, once you get out of that stratosphere of wealth world and you get down to like boots on the ground type stuff where us, you know, uh, us peons and, you know, uh, untouchables and the unclean live, mm-hmm. that doesn't fly, you know? And um, they're, I, I honestly believe they're shocked. Like, what? People don't like this? Right. You know, like when you have that, that you know, Klaus Schwab, they would eat the bugs and like it. Like, <laughs> right. he literally, the dude literally looks like a villain from a Bond movie. <laughs> like, well, it, so, it, and it was him and, and, and the CEO from Pfizer. Like the, the CEO from Pfizer literally talked about implants. And that's where that conspiracy theory came into play about the COVID vaccine. Mm-hmm. They were never going to do it with the COVID vaccine. But they were talking about a future type of implant that they could put in you and they could adjust your medicine or adjust your, or like adjust whatever you got. Yeah. And it was like, well, shit. It was almost like, um, I can't remember the movie with Justin Timberlake, but basically you, you had like your time yeah. on your arm. And when the time ran out, you'd die. Yeah. But you could get more time by the people that controlled the time bank, mm-hmm. right? Um, but going back to what you were talking about as far as this group of people, and you're right, the, the girls are bred to marry these guys. Yeah. If you don't think, and I again, I, I refer to movies, but and I, I know movies aren't a bastion of truth, but... Neither is this podcast. Right. <laughs> but there is a movie called The Good Shepherd, mm-hmm. and it has Robert De Niro... Matt Damon. And in the first part of it essentially goes through how this one guy, Harvard graduate, uh, is either Harvard or Princeton, one of the Ivies. He was essentially targeted by the CIA or FBI or whatever to become an agent. Mm-hmm. And so they invite him into the circle. Like, hey, come hang. You know, I want you to come do this. And they, they're teaching him these things, going through camp and all. And, and, but, and then they have these social parties. This is where like skull and bones comes yeah. into play. And there's a couple others. And so then they start going to these like gatherings and formal events. And they happen to have the women who they've been grooming to be the wives at these parties. And the women are taught how to entice the men. Not sexually. Mm-hmm. Like they're they're taught how to uh Entice them into marriage, basically. This is how you be a wife, Mm -hmm. essentially. Um, Now, the going run, that was back in the 50s, the the 40s, 50s, whatever. So does it still happen like that? Probably not to that extent, but I'm pretty sure it still happens. Um, And it's a very closed society. It was was funny when when George... uh, W. Bush was president, they they mentioned Skull and Bones. Because the big knock on him, oh, he wasn't very smart. I don't know how he got into Harvard or or maybe Yale. I don't know how he got into Yale. And now he was in Skull and Bones. And then came out like Mitt Romney was in Skull and Bones. Like it was like the big outing of Republicans that were in Skull and Bones. Yeah. Like it was this big scary thing. Well, I think Barack Obama was in Skull and Bones. Yeah. <laughs> like it's literally and that's why when people say it's the Uniparty, it's almost like you get drafted. Yeah. Right? So it's like they pick the person and then decide what party they're going to be for. But the person deciding 
is the ringleader. Yeah. Managing both parties. Yep. But unfortunately, sometimes the outsider squeaks in and gets in. Mm-hmm. And so then once they get in, they try and get them to play ball. And if they don't play ball, you now all of a sudden, them. every two years you have a primary opponent. Yeah. You're not getting you're not getting donors to fun, for fundraising. Or what happens, you do just enough to get all the benefits, but they want you to be the outsider. So now they want you to do this. It's all organized. It's a yeah. big old puppet show. Yeah. And it's it's meant to enrage the public because enragement gets donations. Mm-hmm. When you're if if you're a woman who's a Democrat and the Supreme Court votes against Roe v. Wade, it doesn't affect any one of them whatsoever. Right. But you want to know what it does do? It gets that woman to vote. Yeah. It gets that woman to donate. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Donate. Yeah. It, the one thing that came out of the Barack Obama campaign, and don't get me wrong, it, it wouldn't have mattered who it was, um, but they called them micro donations. So basically, they came out with Act Blue. Act Blue is the web backbone to the Democrats' um, donation on their website. So mm-hmm. I can go to any de- I can go to any Democrats' website. And it says, donate here. Donate $5. Donate $10. And they get, they're now at the point where they're getting more donations from the 5 and the $10 people than they are from the big corporations. The thing is, though, because it's an online donation, it's faceless. Mm-hmm. It's $10. You don't think you're owed anything. Yeah. Whereas when the company gives you $20,000, you owe them some FaceTime. Yeah. So they're going to, they're able to outraise what they've ever done before via online donations and they owe you nothing. Mm-hmm. They just doubled their money. Yeah. Well, now Republicans have that. I don't know what their version is called, but it's something similar to Act Blue. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people don't even know they're donating to Act Blue because it's all masked. Mm-hmm. But once they tapped into that, now rage politics became a big thing. Oh, yeah. Because when you're enraged, you're gonna you donate. Yeah, and I can't. What, what, what can I do to? Oh, I can donate money to this person that's anti whatever I'm anti. And I think another thing that the enraged politics does, and this you know maybe maybe is or isn't part of the plan, but it fractures everybody. So when you have everyone fractured, like. They can still play their bull. I don't think. I think. I don't think anyone would actually vote for the corporate oligarchy. Oligarchy, if they knew what was going on. I don't think anyone's going to choose that to have BlackRock doing their thing with their ESG scores and controlling the world and all these other big money groups and the elites who pretty much run everything. I don't think that anyone would choose that. But as long as you keep everyone fractured and hating their neighbor because of their skin color or their gender preferences or anything, all that other stuff, with relatively minor issues that don't really have an effect on it but fire people up, keep everyone fractured, then they're a lot easier to control. But once they realize that this isn't a black-white thing, it's not a uh, LGBTQ straight thing, it's it's not a... Um, you know, whatever other, you know, climate alarmist versus climate don't careist thing. 
once they realize that, hey, we're all getting equally fucked here, that's what they're truly afraid of. And once people realize that, but as long as they can keep driving these wedge issues in, they can still control, you know, because until they make it, like, truly overthrow, the, like, get rid of the Constitution altogether, they still have the threat of everyone banding together and saying, nope, fuck you, we reject you. All of you, you're all done. But it'll never happen. Right. Because then the guy who's like, you know, um, keep you know, keep your hands off my guns and like, you know, the I wanna take everyone's guns and abortions for all and abortions for none and as long as you can keep those groups separated and realize, you know, you can control it. But once they all realize that eh, this is all kind of minor, doesn't nothing happens. Because you ever notice that all these issues, they never solve them. Oh, yeah. Why, why would you? They can solve homelessness like that. Mm-hmm. Um, school shootings, very simple. Harden the targets, right? There, there aren't school shootings at airports. They're not school. There's not shootings at airports. Not, not mass shootings. Right. Um, they're generally, they generally don't happen at secure facilities because they're hardened. You can harden schools very easily. It doesn't take a lot of money to do. But they'll say, oh, that costs way too much money. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. You can do it very efficiently, and the school doesn't look like a prison, but it's a secure place, and your kids are going to be safe there from something like this happening. Or if something were to get in once inside, and the panic button gets hit, and the, everything closes down, that threat is contained in a very small area, and they can only do so much damage there. They can do it, but well, we don't have the money for that. Sure you do. Print more of it. Right. You know what I mean? Or rather than sending six... $60 billion to Ukraine this time. Just send $59 billion and some, you know, change so that they can go and steal it and piss it away on bullshit. And then use the other billion dollars to harden all the schools. And just as an example, at the local elementary school here, they did uh, blackout shades mm-hmm. on the doors. Simple but effective. Yeah. Total cost for the entire building was twenty five hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're telling me at a hundred schools, two hundred fifty grand. Yeah, they also installed a, ma- a man trap in the front. Yeah, so right. you, know, right. you have to get in, and then you have to get past that man trap. You have to get in and then get in again. Yeah. <laughs> now, the determined threat will find a way through that, right? However. It's either going to slow them down enough, or they're just not that determined, or they're going to seem like, eh, it's not worth it. So, again, that man trap, let's say, I'm sure it's, it was a government contract, so it's probably ridiculous. So say they spent, you know, 30 grand to put it up there. Um, with that, so now we're in 32.5, and they've made a huge improvement on that, on that facility. So, do that to every school. Well, oh, we don't have the money for that. Well... And to put it in money terms, if I don't buy one F thirty five, I could probably fortify every school in this country. But Northrop Grumman doesn't make money. Right. Boeing doesn't make money right. from Smith and Wesson doesn't make money. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Once you once once a school shooting happens and the, all the talk about banning guns comes out, you wanna know who makes money? The gun manufacturers. Because yeah. everyone's rushing to get guns because they're worried they're not gonna be able to get one. Yeah. It's it, it, it happens every time. It's clockwork. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So no one, no one's concerned about homelessness issue. No one's concerned about that. 
No. Um, no one cares. No one cares about veterans. The veterans' yeah. affairs. You're telling me that shit's been, that place has been a shithole for fifty years. Yeah. And you still haven't found a way to, to shore that up. Yeah. But the Republicans are always waving their you know thank our veterans American flag bullshit. Thank the veterans. Just don't give a shit about them. Right. Um, <laughs> let them die in their own squalor. Yeah. In the you know prescribe all the opiates in the world, but don't let them have some weed. Right. Yeah. Or for PTSD. Yeah. You know, let them go kill themselves, and then right. the problem solves itself. Yeah. You know, um, and it's a, it's a, but it's a, the thing is, these people don't give a fuck about you. And the fact that I have, you know, I have good friends that are just diehard Democrats, diehard Republicans. I'm like, they don't give a shit about you. They don't care about you, you know, and, you know, you could end uh, despair and lack of opportunity in the hood, in the ghetto. Like, in, you know, you, you can do that. There are ways to do it. But then you don't have the issue anymore. You can speak truth about the causes of some of these things, but then you don't have the issue anymore. Well, did you hear what happened? So in the New York Times, the most liberal newspapers of all, one of the columnists wrote about uh, the effect of lack of two-parent households Mm -hmm. in the black community. And there are hard numbers on that and how it affects the children. It's essentially a catch-22 self-fulfilling prophecy without two parents in the household or two parents parenting. Mm-hmm. Even if you're divorced, if you can just co-parent your kid, right. it, counts as, it counts as two parents. Yeah. Just by doing that alone, you've given your kid the so-called white privilege. Mm-hmm. You, you've given any, and this goes to say, I mean, even for white kids, right? Yeah. I should, I, race really shouldn't have been brought into this, but. If any kid doesn't have two parents in the home, I believe they're seventy percent less likely to. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Not succeed in life, but uh, they're they're less likely to have a stable job, stable home life. Um, I want to say like they don't graduate high school. Yeah, like the, it, it's the numbers were unbelievably daunting, and I wish I knew which study it was. Um, maybe I, if I remember, I'll link it below, but, but someone, but a columnist in the New York times said something that if you say that it, it goes against all the Democrat principles of not speaking some truths out loud Yeah, because that's your voting. That's part of your voting base. So if you do that and you say that out loud, well, oh shit. You know, who who is the party that put the welfare system in place that disincentivized? Yeah, having the husband in the house mm-hmm. or or a man, it disincentivized marriage within a community of people. And prior to that, well, I guess that was Lyndon Johnson's Great Society. Prior to that, the marriage rate, the you know the Parents who were married in the same household in the black community was higher than it was in among whites. It was. And that was in the rural south. That was also in the cities. It was across the board nationally. It was higher then. And you didn't have the same issues that we have today. Um, but then you destroy that. And it goes all the way. You look at, um, you know, it all comes from the whole, the, the Marxists want to destroy the nuclear family because they want complete dependence upon the state. Yep. 
the state is your mother, the state's your father, the state protects you, this, the state is everything. Give all your money, the power, the state's going to take, well, the state's doing a pretty shitty job, you know, because the government can't do anything right. So, And behind it all are oligarchs making all the money. Yeah. It doesn't matter the form of government or what they call it. The end goal for the elites is the same. Yeah. Keep all the money, suppress all the people so they don't kill us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's basically the premise of it. But I, I feel like they, they keep, they do this every year with this budget, this federal budget, and that's originally how we got on this topic. I guess my thing is, yeah, social media the legacy media, they're going to try and piss you off on purpose mm-hmm. by fabricating this idea that you know, these people are causing a federal shutdown. These people are causing a federal shutdown. And it's all fake. Yeah, so you have some asshole like Lindsey Graham standing there on Fox News say, like... You know, talking about how, like, oh, well, you know, this is for the American people, and the American people want this. That what that fucker knows about what the American people want. Like, you remember he slipped up. <coughs> so you remember back when the Roe v. Wade thing came down? Mm-hmm. He publicly made an offer to Democrats for the sixteen-week abortion yeah. limit. Do you know how quick that went away? Oh yeah. Like <laughs> apparently, someone got like. What the fuck are you doing? We can't put an actual solution out to an issue. We need the issue. Right. Like, <laughs> the 16 weeks made us more liberal than all the liberal countries in Europe. Yeah. And yet, here was a Republican, like a, a, a so-called staunch conservative Republican from yeah. South Carolina that put it out there. Yeah. And I think everyone, like, it was it was amazing how silent everyone got. Yeah. And it, they use the playbook of shut the fuck up and it'll go away. Mm-hmm. That was the when they really fuck up, they they go to the real playbook of just shut up, it'll go away, and it did. And uh, we'll just change the news cycle. Yep. yep. Oh yeah, you you have to up, but don't worry, aliens. Right. right. <laughs> they say right, 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 aliens, trans people. Yeah. Oh, bathrooms, racist. Yeah. <laughs> all all the isms and is comes out yeah. or the phobics, and, and it's just like oh my god. Yeah, you propose something real. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? We're going to do work, and and I'm sure that, I mean, there are going to be attention seekers and people that just want attention everywhere. But I'm sure that the overwhelming vast majority of trans trans people don't want to be a political issue. They just want to live their lives and do their thing. Hundred percent. You know, they're they're not interested in being a cause. You know, they just want to live their lives and do their thing. As most other people do, right? With regardless of what it is, and then once, you know it, but you can't just let them do that because no, you have to be a cause. You have, we have to celebrate you, or we have to vilify you. It depends right. on what mood we're in today, or what benefit we can get out of it at the moment. What will cause the most outrage? Because the yeah. most outrage gets the most donate donations and clicks and, and donations. Clicks. Yes. yes, and you know can be the the wedge. That fractures people apart. Like so, if, if people go on Twitter, I just want you to—I want you to go look for a kid named Chris Mowry. And there's another one too. Uh, I think uh, Harry J. Sisson. So it's I think at Chris Mowry, M O W R Y, and then at 
Harry J. Sisson, S-I-S-S-O-N. Go watch their videos. Because these they're they're twenty ish year olds, but they look like they're eighteen. But they're they go on these things and they they stand for Joe Biden. Like mm. like and anything Democrat. Like it it's if you go on there, you're gonna look at this and be like, what the fuck are they doing? They're like plants? Yeah. They're they're literally so they work for some media group. And the media group is paid by the DNC. <laughs> and they got found out. But you want to know who didn't give a shit? The Democrats. Yeah. Hardcore Democrats. Like, oh, no, it's fake. That's fake. Yeah. Then they went on um, Tim Dillon's podcast because they were trying to debunk all of it. Because mm-hmm. it, it got to a fever pitch at one point. And Tim Dillon, one big fat gay dude. Yeah. Hilarious. Hilarious, though. And yeah. he's friends with Joe Rogan. Yeah. Like, he's in that mold mm-hmm. as far as comedy and beliefs go, yeah. right? All all, politi- all politicians are full of shit. That's his basic motif. Yeah. And so we have these kids on. And they're kids. They're, they're in their early 20s. They look like they're 15. And they're trying to talk to 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That's who they're targeted towards. And Tim basically was talking to them about content making. And one of them, and I can't remember, they both look the same. One of them said, yeah, you know, we we tried, I tried to make content that was uh, critical of the Democrats, but it never got any, it never got any views and clicks. <laughs> so I, so I just didn't do it. Like he just outright admitted that's what he's doing. Yeah. Because that's how he gets paid. Right. Because then, then it was found out that they worked for this ad, ad agency or the, they were represented by this media group who was getting paid by the DNC. Mm-hmm. But no one gives it. They still have thousands upon thousands of views. Yeah. And, like, it is... It When you watch these two, it looks like propaganda. Like, you, when if you see it, you're just like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> like, this is... This is insane. Yeah. Like, they're, like, over-the-top passionate with the message. They're, like, pounding their fist into their hands as they talk. Like, it's real aggressive. <laughs> Like, if you don't believe, how do you not believe me, bro? Bro, bro, you know, you know these are facts when I t- when I say them, bro. <laughs> like, what what the fuck is going on? As they're they're, they're trying to be that aggressive hood tiger, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, you you haven't been on this planet long enough to know your elbow from your asshole, and you're trying to put you're trying to put this shit out there. Like, it's so that's but we're coming into I mean twenty twenty four. Oh. presidential election time get ready for 10 times of the, oh. this of what you we're know seeing. what you know what, so i don't really watch television anymore i watch i watch the o's i watch the ravens i watch the caps if it's not that i'm really not watching it like i started watching discovery wings on youtube like i don't remember that show from the 90s like it was all about airplanes it's all airplanes and dick yeah, commercials yeah and they'd be like <laughs> You know, this week on Discovery Wings, I found a YouTube channel that is pretty much, I think the dude just records it from a VHS tape. So it's like a camera looking at a TV screen. Oh, no. And then it's on there. But it has all the 90s commercials in it. Oh, no. And it's awesome. So, like, I was watching a a commercial for, like, a 93 Audi A6 Quattro. (laughs) And, like, the the cars drive around. It's so funny because, like, now it would never be... Now they'd be talking about how green and tech and how everything's powered by batteries and freaking, you know, it's it's like, you know, whale semen free and everything's all good. 
But like this thing's like driving through like a forest, turning the forest into a road. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> take that nature back. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> but um, you know, spewing freaking carbon out the thing, out the because and burnt oil because Audis of that vintage love to burn oil. It's got more smog than a diesel. <laughs> so I'm watching this. I'm like, that's the '90s commercial. And there's another and this dude who recorded them like recorded them from like the from whatever local cable network it was so it's like come down to the peoria you know you know smith brothers pontiac like our sale our prices are so low it's like brand new pontiac grand dams and bonnevilles i'm like man this was the good old days <laughs> from nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine, brand new i'm like man <laughs> and then you're thinking to yourself they don't even know what's coming 10 years, they don't exist anymore. Right. <laughs> they and if I found a 93 Grand Am in decent shape, I have to pay more than 10 grand for it. <laughs> yeah. It, we, we, we should say this for another episode, but right now, a Pontiac G8, GT, mm-hmm. or G, it's G8 GTP, that shit was like 20 grand new. And I think it was like an 04, 05. Mm-hmm. That's just like 40 grand now. Oh, yeah. I bet you if you could find a, a Chevy SS... Um, essentially the same car. Yeah, they just up, they kept updating it. Yeah, which is and they were all made by Holden, but yeah. I'm sure an SS. The SS is appreciated value. Yeah. Now, with the car market now, who knows? But yeah. we'll get into that. Maybe maybe we'll do that in the next uh, next episode or one after that. Um, we appreciate you listening, though. Just be ready for the onslaught of the political ad you're going to see. They're gonna they're trying to make you mad. So if you know what's coming. You know not to get mad. Thank you for listening. Oh, we forgot to shout out our sponsors. Oh. Yeah, so uh, if you're in the market for some fine alcoholic uh, beverages, uh, please visit our uh, our sponsor at um, Cheers and Spirits, uh, located in the Arnold Plaza Shopping Center. Uh, Arnold Station, sorry, uh, right there on Route 2. Um, great staff. They'll, uh, they'll help you find what you need. Um, if you're trying to find a bottle of wa- wine for your, uh, for your wife and don't quite know, they'll probably be able to figure it out for you. So, um, or at least get you close in the ballpark. Um, and then uh, I'll let you go for with, uh, with Brian Schilling because you know more about his info than I do. So Brian Schilling, uh, Long and Foster Fine Homes, Annapolis Fine Homes, uh, AnnapolisHomeExperts.com. Uh, you can get his link on our website, drivewaybearspodcast.com as well. Um, like I said, he's helped me. He helped me buy my house. And uh, he's also helped me uh, with advice as far because we've been in the market for a couple a couple of houses. We we had some uh, some other properties, too. Not that I'm like some mogul. I mean, we, he's one of the elites. I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I know all this information. That's why it's factual. <laughs> People come here for the facts, not the feelings. Um, no, but Brian's really good as far as um, just kind of shoot you straight as far as the situation. So even if you're uh, going to be looking into buying a home in the future or selling your home in the future, it doesn't hurt to reach out now because what you don't know ahead of time might hurt you when you're ready to sell or ready to buy. So go ahead and uh, give Brian a call 
at his Annapolis office. Again, you can get all the information at annapolishomeexperts.com. We appreciate you listening. Please like, subscribe, comment, share. Share it with a friend. Let them know you like us. And we'll see you next time.